Hey, this is Q the Abolitionist, and boy, am I excited about today's episode. I've got with me Crypto Gumbo, my co-host. Finally, we got him on the show. Uh, today, we're going to talk about where Gumbo and I come from, what our background is, what led us to the to where we are today in our in our philosophy and our views on life. And then after that, we're going to talk about the ethics of voting. I sure hope this is something you're into that you enjoy. Uh, otherwise, if 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 not, please feel free to. Uh, Check out some of my other episodes. Have a nice day. Okay, we're back. Um, so, Gumbo, you, is there something that you wanted to talk about? I wanted to maybe get some time where we uh, talk about where we, were, where we each came from. I know we both sailed in the U.S. Navy, though we never sailed together. We met each other afterwards, after we'd both gotten out of the Navy. Um, but we've taken some, sim- there's some similarities in where we come from and some differences. And I didn't know if that's where you wanted to start at or if you wanted to go somewhere else. This sounds great. This okay. is no man land. We, we have no rules. <laughs> no rules, yeah. man. All right. So, your show man go ahead yeah so uh come from a small town in louisiana and um sailed in the navy for almost 10 years got out and uh that was interesting um met my man q here and we developed a a strong friendship um we make each other laugh so (laughs) that that might be some half the reason why we're here so uh, so that's why that's why i asked gumbo to be uh a co-host on this show because I think we do work well together. And when we, when we are together, it is funny. Well, at least to us, <laughs> which I guess that's all that matters. Right. Yeah. So, okay. We'll keep going, man. What do you got? Uh, I guess the, the saying, uh, once a sailor, always a sailor. Yeah. Um, that always sticks with you. It's, it was, it was fun. It was bittersweet. Um, there's definitely things that I would, I love about it. Things that I don't, particularly like about it. Um, but some of those people that I was in the military with uh, are some of my best friends and they're scattered all over the world. And uh, we have a bond that is akin to a brother, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. So that, that's the good stuff. Now there's a lot of the bad stuff and I'm sure over time we'll get to it. Yeah. I'm dissect sure we'll. it and talk about it. But what I think is great about this platform and what Q's doing, um, we don't necessarily have a, a central theme. So this is, the Wild West, it's wide open, so we can go anywhere with it. And that's what that's what's going to be fun and interesting about it. So at one point, we're going to do an episode, or probably several, where we talk um, specifically about cryptocurrency. And that's kind of your handle there. We're, we're using, clearly, your mom and dad didn't name you Crypto Gumbo. And I know what your real name is, and that's okay. And, uh, you know, my parents didn't name me Q the Abolitionist. And that's that's probably even better. So uh, we're using we're using aliases, and those who know us, yeah, they know us, but those who don't, they don't need to know everything, right? Yeah. So it's fun and a little bit of mystery there. Yeah. At at some point, we're going to talk about uh, cryptocurrency. We'll probably do several episodes about that. So, as kind of a teaser, what what got you thinking about cryptocurrency, and and why you know why do you feel so strongly about it? So that's a good question. Um, 
I was kind of burnt out going down the conspiracy rabbit holes. And that's what I tended to, to do for so many years since I was a kid. And I was burnt out on it. It was over. It was, I was consuming too much of that content and I needed a break. And one day I stumbled upon a video in the YouTube land and it just <laughs> sparked an interest. And that's usually how it works. Right. Something happens and it, you know, it resonates with you and you say, let me open this door and see what's in there. And I did that. And, uh, I, I started in 2019 on my cryptocurrency journey and I've learned a lot. Um, I'm not an expert at all. Um, I'm still learning. I made some mistakes. Uh, I'm not a trader. I'm one of the, I'm a hodler. I'm yeah. old. Yeah. Uh, but I do feel that digital currency, virtual assets, digital assets is definitely on the horizon. It's coming. And I don't think there's no way out of it. Uh, it's inevitable. And I could be wrong. And if so, make fun of me. But if not, I was right. So. Well, with so many things, I, I, I'm looking forward to getting an education from you on that topic. Um, with so many things with, with regard to technology, you just can't unsqueeze a toothpaste, man. No. Once, once it's out, it's out. And now what do you do with it? Right. So, um, cryptocurrency is a concept that's out on the street. It's not going away and governments are afraid of it. And I am here for that. Yeah. I'm excited about that. So, um, that's, that's good. I think the old adage, if you can't beat them, join them. That's yeah. what the, the good old government's doing yeah. across the you know the face of the planet. Uh, there's a lot of people who are they have to you, they they have to react to um, these movements when they become so strong and powerful, you know. And that's how they they get in there and get their tentacles in in in, in there and uh, become a part of it, and then slowly over time try to control it. Yeah, <laughs> but, which but, is we need to stay away from that as much as possible, yes. right? There's already too much of that. Um, I'm on dude. I'm on board with that for, for the decentralization perspective of it. I, I think it's great. Um, and again, I'm looking forward to getting an education from you on that. Is there anything else that you want to talk about with regard to your background or how you got here? Uh, I got out of the Navy. I stayed and I made a bunch of plans that didn't work out. And eventually, uh, you know, I met my wife here and, Started my family here, and this is where this is where I planted my my seeds. This is where I'm at. <laughs> it's like my second home. It is my home. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So similarly, um, for, I guess I guess we'll I guess it's my turn now. Similarly, we'll uh, I I served in the U.S. Navy. Um, I did a little bit of time there. Did more than more than my fair share. I got out and uh, and started working with gumbo we started working together um, my interests with regard to this up to this uh show aren't necessarily in, in cryptocurrency like crypto gumbo's interests are but i'm fascinated by that concept and i'm looking forward to the education that i hopefully get from this um i'm more interested in elimination of of central control at all uh elimination of a federal government um whether you want to call it abolitionist, whether you want to call it uh, anarchy or voluntarism, or, you know, um, what is another word? Secession. There's a movement for secessionism. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty interested in all of that stuff. And there's fine details in all of that that, that's, that separate those uh, principles. But in all of it, in all of it, 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 uh, 
it circles around the idea that we don't need a central government. And crypto and I, or gumbo and I, are not necessarily in agreement on that. And I think that's great. I think it's going to be a fun component to this. For sure. For to sure. this, uh, <clears throat> you know, to this show. Um, I want to get rid of the government, hands down. Not through violence. I want to get 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 rid of the government through nonviolent means, and and that's agorism, and that's you know, which is counter economics. That's using using uh, cryptocurrency to release the government's control on our on our spending money. You know, yeah. and and uh, you know all that. So I think those things go hand in hand, obviously. Um, but how I got to this point was, you know, I'm going to credit Donald Trump with this. I'm going to give him the credit. Um, before the 2016 election cycle, I was, I was a Republican. I was a card carrying member of that party. And, uh, all the things you think about the Republican party. Now I, I, I was on board with, and, uh, without really even thinking twice about it, I knew that the Democrats were evil and I wasn't one of them. So I must've been a Republican. And, and, and so, yeah, and, you know, part of that is. You know, and I was a Christian. I come from a Christian family. I come from a Republican family. I come from a Christian background. And, and uh, you know, part of the religious right, we'll say. Um, but I had a crisis of philosophy uh, after Donald Trump was nominated as a Republican Party candidate uh, for the 2016 election cycle. And um, that centered around the idea that this horrible human being that personifies everything that the teachings of Christ is opposed to is now the choice of the religious right. And for me, that was not acceptable for me. Um, so I had to stop and really do some, some hard searching and, and, and some introspective searching and wondering whether really I hadn't given much thought about it, especially being a veteran uh, you know, war was necessary. You know, there was just a part of me that knew that war needed to be fought. Um, it's like you're in a swim lane and you're expected to be there and you expect yourself to be there. And then, uh, so like you were saying earlier, I'm going to educate you on cryptocurrency. I am by far not an expert on it, but I do probably know a little bit more than you. That's the same with you and a lot of these different philosophical points from you know i i don't know about it i just don't yeah. and and i was so i didn't care about politics you know like, like when during uh, obama's administration i was on deployments you know i i didn't vote and I, I didn't care i was detached yeah and i didn't really get into politics or care really until donald trump was elected and i was very much on his side of things but that doesn't mean you know that i agree with everything but yeah um, this are going to be some good talks to I think, slice and dice. I think this, is going to be, sure. <laughs> this is going to be a good show, man. Um, so going on that line, I, you know, I've done, I've done the full on, uh, you know, from a f just, just quickly for you, Gumbo, the, there's, there's a, there's a school of thought. Um, so let me just, all right. I'm moving, I'm, I'm moving around here. So I was, I was, a, I was a, a card carrying member of the Republican party a neocon to the extreme. Um, and then all of a sudden I stopped and had to do some introspective look and I changed the way, the way my views 
didn't change, but my politics did. If that if that makes sense. It's kind of like you got some things out of the way. Yeah, I had to I had to maybe break break free from from what I thought was right politically. Started asking questions. Well, why 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 does it have to be this way? We tend to hold on to those things yeah. tightly, and sometimes and I, without even realizing it. And I found personally in through that search that that the most uh, consistent political ideology or philosophy will say ideology is kind of a weird word, a weird weird connotation, right? So, but the most co- consistent political philosophy with my Christian faith was being a libertarian. And the education that I went through from making that decision and moving on from there has been amazing. So I'm talking about partisan, big L, Libertarian Party member. Um, and I voted in that 2016 election for Gary Johnson, who was the Libertarian Party candidate. I remember that. And and uh, I, I did that because that was the option that I gave. And, and I knew that was a protest vote. I knew that Gary Johnson wasn't going to win. And I think we all understood that when we made that vote, that this was not a vote for a guy that we thought was going to win. This was a vote because we knew that we couldn't vote for the other two. And so we had to vote for somebody. And here's a guy that most closely aligned himself with me. Well, since then, I've taken that big L and I've made it a little L. Uh, I'm no longer part of the Libertarian Party. Um, they say that the uh, the difference between a libertarian and an anarchist is about six months. <laughs> you know, they, yeah, you're, you're introducing yeah, all this stuff to me. Yeah. But it'd be full blown. <laughs> so, so here, you know, this I'm 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 you know, you're drinking from a fire hose with regard to this stuff. Um, I went from being a Republican to a libertarian to an anarchist in less than 12 months. I think that was probably the, and from that point on now we, as an anarchist and that, and that's another word that has some um, not so great connotations. So I like to use the word voluntarist because I feel like that's really what an anarchist is, is we believe in voluntary interaction at all. A little bit more peaceful. Yeah. And, and, and when people say, Oh, what? when, when I say anarchy, people go, Ooh, and they have an opinion about it, even though they might be wrong. They have an opinion about it. But usually what I've noticed when I say voluntarist, there's like a, oh, well, what's that? And it gives me an opportunity to volunteer. I like to volunteer. Yeah, I'm a coach. I'm a, you know, yeah. a, a Sunday school teacher or whatever, right? Um, All those viewpoints yeah. carry a lot of uh, weight to them. And it, it's funny how it triggers your mind because I, I, I grew up in the South. And, you know, when you think about the South, what do you think about a lot of different things? Like, well, newsflash, if anybody hasn't figured it out by his handle, he's from Louisiana. Yeah, gumbo's good, too. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I'm not going to say that people expect you to be a certain way if you're from a certain area. But, you know, I was I come, I, I was raised in a Southern Baptist church. You know, we said the Pledge of Allegiance in, in school. Uh, we were taught to honor the flag and love our country. And I'm cool with all that. Uh, but that doesn't mean it can't be explored. And not in a disrespectful way, but there's a lot of topics that we need to bring to light. And I'm going to learn a lot. And uh, it's like uh, it's a clean slate for us all to really uh, magnify our viewpoints yeah. because it's important. We, we need to amplify upon them, you know. So this is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. So that's that's where we came from. That's uh, the, that's kind of a little bit of our backstory. And as and as the uh, the episodes go on, and we talk a little bit more about different topics and different segments over time, 
I'm sure we'll shed a little more, little more light on, on our backstory. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then uh, we'll be back in, in, in a few. So please stick around. Thank you. Okay, we're back. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to talk about a, a topic that is pretty controversial, at least in the libertarian circles, um, about the, the legitimacy of the vote. Shared a little bit with the last segment about where I came from and what my perspective on voting was. And, and I was a, a voter. I voted every cycle. I voted for everybody I could uh, muster up, uh, uh, you know, punch a ticket for kind of thing. Um, voted for George W. Bush twice. Uh, voted for in my first my first election was uh, in 96. And I voted for Bob Dole um, for president. And then... Uh, you know, of course, spent spent a lot of time voting against Obama. <laughs> you know, so so, but but ever since then, uh, you know, with with the, my last vote that I cast was for was for Gary Johnson of the LP, and since then, uh, part of my transition has been to evaluate everything in the state and everything that's associated with the state, and uh, voting is definitely uh, associated with the state. And from my from my point of view, voting is immoral. Um, well, at least if you're going to vote for a person, right? Because I come from the, the point of view that we don't need masters, and and uh, and so I I would rather not vote for a person. I've considered the concept of being able to vote, of voting defensively for different measures, um, and I think that makes more sense. If, if you're going to vote and you feel like you have to cast a vote, uh, voting against, you know, you, you, on the ballot you'll have, you know, a measure or, or a proposal to um, allocate this much money for this special program uh, for whatever reason. And I always vote no on that if I'm going to vote. And again, I'm not even sure that that's the right way. <laughs> I'm not even sure that that's right. And, and everything that why I, why I talk like that is, is uh, I don't want to consent to the violence of the state, right? So if, if you think the state is violent, which I do, if you believe the government is immoral, which I do, if you believe that everything the government does is done at the barrel of a gun, which I do, then when you vote... It's as though you're consenting to it, right? Yeah, like you're asking for it. Yeah. You're, you're, you're saying that I'm okay with this. Yeah. Put your gun in my face, take my money. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of these, a lot of your approach on this is, is kind of alien to me because it's, I guess I'm in the same boat as a lot of people where it's just something that was there that you were born into and you continue on with it, right? Yeah. So before, whenever I was much younger, I, I had, you know, I was punk rocking, skateboarding kid. <laughs> You know, down with the government, you know, yeah. votes don't count. And and that's how it was because that's how we were. You know, that's how the kids were. I, yeah. was, I was in that crowd. And uh, then I got older and, and, and I was going down the conspiracy rabbit holes. And uh, I just didn't think that your vote counted. I really didn't. I thought it was just a charade. And, and it doesn't matter if you vote or it doesn't matter if you don't vote. But whenever everything would... would the Clintons was happening and Trump come along, something clicked in me. And I was, I was, I'm for, I'm for Trump. I, I, I feel like, I felt like he was doing what our country needed. I feel like he is, but now we can explore that more. Um, 
don't think that I'm just bowing down to the government and I worship them. Right. It's nothing like right. that. But um, I, so yeah, I, I, I like you, I voted for Bush and I voted for Trump. All the time in between, I didn't vote or I was deployed. Yeah. And uh, unless my mind has changed and I don't see that happening, I'm going to vote for Trump again. But I did used to think that voting didn't count. But there's something internally that makes me feel like I'm obligated to do it. Yeah. I, I'm just being honest with you. I yeah. don't know why, but I feel like I need to go vote for, for President Trump. I, based upon everything that I've filled my brain with over the last few years, you know, that's, and I understand you don't consent and I don't understand a lot of where you're coming yeah. from and I'm going to learn it. Better believe it. <laughs> I'm going to learn it. <laughs> so we're in Hawaii, right? One of the things that when you, when you, when you brought up how you once believed that your vote didn't count, mm-hmm. um, your vote doesn't count. I've been so, on both sides of the fence. <laughs> I'm still going to do it. Like. So, so here, so here's an example. So I did. I, I was so involved in this. I actually worked elections. Did I tell you that? No. I used to work elections. Um, and I was down at the Honolulu Hale at the state capitol building uh, for the election of uh, the 2016 election cycle, and I was working at the precinct can station at the Capitol building. And what that means is they would bring the cans from the precinct that had all of the stuff in it, right? All the ballots, mm-hmm. all the little electronic drives and doodads and everything else. And I op- I was the one that would open the cans, send the ballots over here to this guy, send this little cassette cartridge to this guy. And this, I guess they would, they would do some verification of, of, you know, the electronic vote versus the paper vote. Right. And, let me tell you, in November of 2016, when the presidential election was occurring, they called the state of Hawaii for Hillary Clinton before we saw a single precinct can come in. Wow. I mean, no shocker, we're in Hawaii. It's a yeah. blue state. Uh, I've right? heard so many people yeah. say it doesn't matter. Yeah. Our vote here doesn't matter yeah. anyway. So. so it's no shock. It's a blue state. It's Hawaii. It's it's bluer than California. The only difference is that it's just smaller, way smaller, right? So, um, it's so I was not shocked necessarily by the result that the state was called for Hillary. I was shocked that we didn't count a single ballot. They didn't even before, give you the chance before to before they made that, yeah, before they made that this call. This guy says, "Yeah, this guy and says." And that was you know? that was just another brick in the wall, man. You know, as Pink Floyd would say, like. Like just another brick in the wall that goes, well, this is probably a scam, you know? And uh, so that was one thing I thought about. And then, and then, of course, then the philosophy kicks in and, and realizing that, you, you know, here's, here's another conspiracy. Our state was thrown based off of assumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of and, and they're not wrong. So, like, listen, they're not wrong. In Hawaii, it's a blue state, it's a blue state yeah. right? Like, okay, so you, you just, but, you know, you know, maybe maybe count a ballot or two first before we make this call, yeah. right? So why'd you waste your time? Yeah, you know, why am I? I voted, I voted for Trump here, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I was like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I did it. I did it. And then for nothing. Thanks for popping my balloon right there. I wasted my time. It's stupid, right? It's, it's so dumb. But but that's the uh, that's 
that's how elections work, man. And 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 remember, so I would say that you have more legitimacy in those swing states, right? The nine or the eleven states, at least from the oh, presidential yeah. election. Yeah, sure. Those nine or eleven states where you just don't know which way they're gonna go. And and they you know, but you know, California, blue, yeah. Texas, red for now, right? Um and then you, you got a handful of other states that you kind of know where they're going to go. And, and, uh, and so if you're not voting, so, so even if you're voting, we'll use the 2016 election as another example, right? So, so let's say Hawaii went Hillary by a landslide, right? Hillary by a landslide. Well, I mean, it, you need 51% of the vote to win the whole state, Right. So anybody above 51%, well, their vote doesn't count either because it's unneeded. It's not necessary, right? And anybody who voted against that 51%, well, their vote doesn't count anyway, right? Because it just, it, does, it just doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. Um, so that's the practical perspective of it. And, and so maybe, like I said, like in those 9 or 11 states that are swing states, you, 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 you have at least a, uh, a practical position to take everything else you do is is just a philosophical stance you know or just a oh, yeah. just a, just on you know on principle and i'm not against principle i mean i'm an anarchist and look around there aren't a lot of us and so on principle i know that i'm outnumbered <laughs> you, you know you know so i'm not against principle at all uh but i'll tell you my my view on voting is 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 practically it doesn't count. Ethically, it's immoral just because you know my neighbor, you you know you live right down the street from me. Um, I vote for something that you vote against. Okay, I'm using I'm willing to use the violence of the state to push my will on you. And again, that that's it's something that we've been born into. Yeah. And then you know there are some very attractive. Areas and being an, an, an anarchist that you know has been with me throughout my life. Yeah, but I just feel like what is it, voluntarist? Yeah. Okay. So so depends on if you talk to my daughter or not, yeah, right? We were correct. We were corrected. So so my daughter has told us that voluntarist isn't a word, and I tried to explain to her that there's a number of words that we use that aren't technically words, but I think you guys understand what we're trying to say, and I'm not the only one to use the word voluntarist. Voluntarist, yeah, Vol- so voluntarist, like terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I just feel like, like, what if everyone took on, took that flag? Let's be anarchists. Um, what would it do? Someone is going to rule. Someone's going to be in charge. It's we're gonna so we, say we move away from how things are now. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't the same thing happen again? I mean, someone's going to control. So I would say that you're. Defending the existence of the state by using the threat of a state. Mm. Well, I'm not trying to. I know, but that's, <laughs> but that's the argument, right? Like, like, so what you just described was exactly what we have, right? Um, you have a bunch of people who have said, because we are the majority, this is how it's going to be, right? Because, like we, because we have more guns, because we have more people, because we have more influence. We're going to impose our will on you. So you just explained. You just, you just, and it, 
How do we fix it, kid? Well, so, How so, do we fix it? So it's, it comes down to enlightenment, right? Like um, education. I'm not talking about school, right? Because that's a whole other episode, right? Schools are, you know. It's indoctrination. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's not this show. <laughs> we'll do that some other Yeah, we'll do that some other time, but we will do that. But uh, uh, I would say that that using the threat of a state to justify a state is 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 short-sighted. Um I think that's how the, what most people would yeah, come to. Like, it, if you take this away, won't it so form I'll, again? I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. So let's, I don't know. No, don't no, know. you're right. So let's let's evaluate what what is moral about the government. If the government is to exist, and I'm coming from a position that it should not, right? Okay. But if it is to exist, it exists for the purpose of defending the rights of the individual. Okay. Would you agree? And and this isn't we're not this isn't a debate, but this you know I've I've given some thought to this, right? So this is this is one of those areas where it's okay if you don't agree. It's even okay if you if you I don't, don't know. if you don't know, don't right? Know. Yeah, because because this is this is a lot of people haven't thought this this much Again, about it. Again, yeah. it, it, yeah. we're born into it. it yeah. It's just there, floating around in the in the ether, and we we are part of we're a part of it, and we feel like we should have it, and then you think we cling to it, right? I don't know. I don't so know. even even our Western style of, of government, right? Our very Western philosophy of uh, we'll say we'll say um, lib. Well, what did it say? Like the liberal philosophy of um, you, you know, Western yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. You know who John Locke is? You ever heard of John Locke? I heard. Yeah. So he's he was a Western philosopher, and one of the things that we like to talk about. You've heard it. It's it's ingrained in, in our founding documents, right? Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, that's that comes from him. They're called Lockean rights. In fact, he said life, liberty, and property. Right. So um, we, our founders, changed it to the pursuit of happiness. Um, and there's some discussion on whether or not that was a good idea or not. But because they want you to live yeah, in that false yeah, American dream, and whatever. Yeah. Stay so, in debt. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but but the Lockean the Lockean rights is what they're called: life, liberty, and property. And if government is to exist. At least from the Western philosophy perspective, if if that's a big if government is even supposed to exist, it is to exist for the express purpose of defending those rights, life, liberty and property. And I would submit that no government in the history of the history of the history of man. Right. um, Hasn't at one point turned its guns on its citizens. Right. So. If if the government is to exist, it is to defend these these the, the rights of the individual. But if you look around at your government, my government too. I mean, I live uh, here, yeah, right? Well, yeah. I don't mean I don't mean to put it on you, but I mean our government, right? Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of rights for the individual. Um, Seems like a, there's a lot of rules. Yeah, there's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot of. You can't do this. You can't do yeah, this. Yeah. And by the way, pay me. Yeah. So they're going to take your money, right? Um, they're going to put it towards uh, a number of um, things that you may or may not agree with, right? Like, so, so one of the, and we're getting into the ethics of taxation now. Uh, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to stay too far off topic, but um, so obviously there's yeah, a lot that I'm going to have to study up on because well, some of these things, I don't even, yeah. it, like I said, it's alien. I don't even have an opinion on it when you start, when we start breaking it down to these levels, well, th- this is good. We're going to flesh it out because 
more people need to hear this. So I know you're pro-life, right? I'll give you this. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, hands down, right? So I know you're pro-life and, and, and so am I. So but I'll put it like this. Would you vote for a government that funded, you know, abortion? I'm going to say no. You wouldn't, right? And and neither would I. But guess what? Look what we have. Your government funds abortion. Yeah. Right? You know, and, and would you, and I'm, I'm an anti-war veteran, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would choose not to vote for a, for a government or a proposal or a bill or a candidate that that was a war hawk, right? I, I suppose if you're going to actually be a responsible voter, then you're going to have to go read all those bills you're trying to pass. You're right. going to have to know the acronyms. You're going to have to know. Yeah. And we're never going to know that stuff. So it's you, you're not pre- possible. You, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about this too. And I, and I thought about it. You just jogged it in my memory. It was something I was thinking about earlier this week. And, uh, and I, and I would have forgotten to say this, um, had you, had you not brought my, so So we, we have, we have in our, in our society, this belief that it's everybody's responsibility to vote. Right. I agree with that. And, and it's our responsibility. It's our, it's our, it's our responsibility. It's our, what do they say? Uh, um, well, we'll just say responsibility. Sorry. It's our responsibility. Civil to get, duty yep, yep, to participate. Yep, it is. So Because if you don't, uh, I don't know. So I would say that there's no sin in being ignorant. True. Okay. Okay. But it is a sin, in my mind, if you use your ignorance to vote for something stupid. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, and so when we, when we dictate to our children that you have to vote when the boomers tell their grandchildren and us, it's your responsibility to go to the polls and vote. I would say that before you step foot in that poll and pull the trigger for a candidate or a, or a proposal or a bill or an uh, initiative of some kind, it's your responsibility before that to know what the heck you're voting for. Yeah. Okay. And then and, no one, and no, no one, one does. Knows. We don't know. <laughs> no one you don't does. Know what they're yeah. putting in those bills and yeah. breaking HR yeah. 705 oh, and all real, the amendments man. and attachments. And, 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 and that's the other thing is you're voting for these people. You know, let's forget the president and the governor and all that stuff. Let's talk about the legislature, legislators, right? You're voting for these representatives and these senators and stuff. And man, they don't know who you are, but they sure have no problem acting in your best interest. You know, with your money, <laughs> with your money, right? Like, I, how do you know what my best interest is, man? You don't even know me, right? How about so, this? Let's 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 try try looking at this in a different light. Let's say, what? How do you how do you view it? Let's say, the government that we have isn't there. How do you how do you see how do you see it? How do you view? So the problem the problem you have is we're surrounded by idiots right now. Oh yeah, you know uh, you, you're um, the one who told me yeah. one person is smart. Yeah, but you get a group of people together and they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's always stuck with you. Yeah. I, I yeah. use that every yeah. chance yeah. I get. Yeah. My friend told me. <laughs> Listen to this. You you can yeah, but that's right. You can take a person and even if you don't agree with them, if you give them enough information, you can at least understand why they make a certain decision. You get that high mind yeah. herd but you, mentality. But you get that herd mentality, it's all over. But the crime, dude, it's just they're just dumb, and that's what Congress is. It's just a giant hive. You know, um, I'm part of the hive. Yeah, man. But well, we, we are part of it. We are. So, Heard. so it, can you can you pull the rug out from everybody right now? Nah, 
you, I mean, I, you know, I'll be pragmatic in this. You, I mean, it would be chaos. It would be horror. But what do you do? You have to starve it, I think. I don't think you do an armed revolt, right? Like, that's not what I'm advocating here at all. Um, but maybe cryptocurrency, release the government's control of, 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 of our currencies, right? Um, so I, I, you know, a tax, a, tax, a tax strike, man, I tell you, dude, I mean, if everybody on their W-2s or whatever claimed, claimed zero, you know, or whatever the max is, I guess, or just didn't, 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 didn't participate, didn't participate dude, we would starve this state in one fiscal quarter, you know, yeah, Un, non-violent, but it's, there's a, there's an enlightenment that has to happen, right? You have to be able to, and first of all, I mean, the state, you can talk all you want, all the smack you want about, about the public education system and how bad it is, but I'll tell you, it's done exactly what it was intended to do. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> so, so is it really that bad, at least from the perspective of the government? No. They're training you to yep. be low-key, yeah. middle-class, lower Lower class workers. Yeah. Employees. Yeah. That's what they're more. They're We're going to get into education. Yeah. We maybe need to do that the next episode. But, but, uh, so the first thing is we have to enlighten, we have to train and educate. And, um, that's kind of what this is all about, I think. Yeah. You know, uh, I just finished Rich Dad, Poor Dad and the Millionaire Next Door. And it talks about that a lot about that. Yeah. About we, we've been indoctrinated and educated. Yeah. In a way so that we'll be obedient workers. And we will produce what our masters want us to. Yeah. And so you're a Christian. Yes. I, I imagine you don't have a problem saying that on the air. I'm a no, Christian, no, right? No. So what what does the Bible say about having two masters? It's not a good thing. It's not good, bro. Yeah. Right? So you'll hate you'll you'll love one and hate the other. You will. Yeah. So if you're a Christian, and this is this is now to a very specific group in the audience, and that maybe is not everybody, let's be honest. But you, the Christian who's listening, who is your master? No, no, no. That's, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. And I mean, so that's that's one of those things we gotta we got to we have to consider. So we're not supposed to have two of those. And if if you're a follower of Christ, can you can you really be a follower of Uncle Sam? That's a good question. Okay. How about this? Throw a wrench in there. It's not like I'm a follower of Uncle Sam, like I yeah. said before. We we are in the middle of this thing that we did not create, and we have to function within it. Yeah, we do. It's like, I think that ties into the flag thing. We've talked about flag mm-hmm. worship, and a lot of people, it's like, I, I, I do honor our flag because because um it's our flag. We're taught to, and a lot of people's died. There's guys, there, we're out there on watch right now. Yeah. You know, people just like us. I have friends that are deployed right now. Yeah. You know? And that's what I think about. Uh, I don't worship a flag. Like, why would anyone worship? Maybe the idea of a flag, I can yeah. see a lot of people worshiping, but I don't think people think about it beyond, oh, the American flag. A couple weeks we should ago, respect that. Yeah. You know? A couple weeks ago, I did a, I did a segment on um, the Pledge of Allegiance Yeah, and how, and how it's kind of a, a brainwashing exercise. And, and our national anthem is probably the same thing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I find our flag aesthetically pleasing. It's a beautiful flag, you know. Uh, it is. I mean, yeah, it, it is. I like it. Stars and stripes, red, white, and blue. It's gorgeous. It is a beautiful flag. It absolutely is. Um, I, 
there's a lot. We can go into this. Yeah. So we try to, let's try and keep this back on voting, yeah. but sorry, that was my yeah, no, that's great. The, the, uh, but on that note, I tell you a lot of, a lot of good men and women, boys and girls, Americans, um, come home wrapped in that thing mm-hmm. for no reason whatsoever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That, that's, 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 and it, and it's meant to be a semi-religious experience for the, for those who, for those people who, um, you know, that's why they have these 21 gun salutes and these military funerals and they well, fold, yeah, that, they, fold that thing up they, nice and crisp and give it to mom the plane, or the wife. The yeah. bottom of the plane yeah. dropping out comes yeah. the cassock of that fallen yeah. soldier or whatever. That's, it's, that's it's, sad. It's, that's, it's, and it's, you know, God bless their families. And, and you know, uh, you know, again, yeah. we both served in the military. We're both veterans. So not uh, trying to offend anyone there, but definitely some topics to talk about. Yeah. So I'm excited about, about our, um, I'm excited about our show, man. Yeah, me too. This this one topic we've already kind of gone down a rabbit hole that we wanted to try and keep it talking about voting, but look at where we went with I know, it. I know. Okay, that's what happens. That's yeah. okay. We'll, we'll we'll get better, guys. We'll get better. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. I think this is a good place to stop. But uh, again, hey, thank you for listening to this show, and 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 again, you're uh, we value you guys, and and please tell your friends. Thank you. Hey everybody, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you like the content we're providing at Unshackled Liberty and would like to help us create more, please feel free to donate at anchor.fm slash unshackled liberty or at patreon.com slash unshackled liberty or you can visit our website at unshackledliberty.com for event news and stuff you can buy to support this show and to advocate for freedom in our lifetime. Remember, freedom doesn't ask permission.